guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So my friends, we're getting into chapter five as we're finishing up this week of the Come Follow Me, Second Nephi chapter five. This chapter is pretty foundational in the sense that at this point, we are now introduced to people called Nephites and Lamanites, where you see the dividing of the family here. Why? Verse number one, came to pass, I, Nephi, did cry much unto the Lord my God because of the anger of my brethren. Behold, their anger did increase against me insomuch that they did seek to take away my life. They murmured against me. Our younger brother thinks to rule over us, and we have had much trial because of him. I find that ironic. Now let us slay him that we may not be afflicted more because of his words. For behold, we will not have him to be our ruler for it belongs unto us who are the elder brethren to rule over this people. Boy, that sounds like a lovely time. Verse four is actually kind of humorous. I do not write upon these plates all the words which they murmured against me, but it sufficeth me to say that they did seek to take away my life. And if I was like, I'm not going to tell you all the ways. Let's just say they just wanted to kill me and we'll call it good. Came to pass, the Lord did warn me that I, Nephi, should depart from them and flee into the wilderness and all those who would go with me. So, verse number six, I, Nephi, take my family, Zoram and his family, Sam, my elder brother and his family, Jacob and Joseph, my younger brothers, and also my sisters, all those who would go with me. And all those who would go with me were those who believed in the warnings and the revelations of God. Wherefore, they did hearken unto my words. And we did take our tents. There's Nephi again, focusing on the tent. It's an important thing to him. That's the home. It's where the family dwells. Whatsoever things were possible, for us, we did journey in the wilderness for the space of many days. And after we had journeyed for the space of many days, we did pitch our tents. Now, what you can do from this point forward is about verses 10 to 17, you can go through almost like a, I don't want to call it a checklist, but kind of a pattern that you will see the things that the new Nephites, what they do to be able to find success and happiness. For example, verse number 10, we did observe to keep the judgments and the statutes and the commandments of the Lord in all things. So they were obedient. They kept the commandments. And that promise that Lehi did give to his family, in as much as you keep the commandments, you'll prosper in the land, and as much as you don't, you won't. Verse 11, the Lord was with us, and we did prosper exceedingly. Verse number 12, I, Nephi, had also brought the records which were engraven upon the plates of brass, and also the ball or the compass. So they spent their time with the scriptures. They spent their time with the Holy Ghost. The Leahona blessed their lives as they kept the commandments. They knew where to go. And verse 13, like I said, we began to prosper exceedingly. You go down to verse 15, I did teach my people to build buildings and to work in all manner of wood. So he taught his people to be industrious. They weren't a lazy people. They worked hard. Nephi taught his people how to work. Verse 16, I, Nephi, did build a temple. So made sure that a temple was a part of their lives. Verses 18 and 19, they wanted to have Nephi be their king. And Nephi's like, look, guys, I've read the Old Testament, okay? This this king thing is not a, it's not a good experiment. It generally does not work out well. I don't want to be your king. I'll be your teacher. I'll be able to help you with things, but I don't want to be your king. I don't want you to do that to me. I don't want to do that to you. So let's just work together. I think that's a great little principle right there. So really, as you go through those things, what does Nephi do? They keep the commandments. They read their scriptures. They go to the temple. They work hard. This is kind of a formula on some things that you can do to be able to find success in this life. And you go all the way down to verse number 
27, the result of this, it came to pass that we lived after the manner of happiness. And I think that's so cool. So as the gospel of Jesus Christ becomes our way of life, we will live after the manner of happiness. Now, does this mean that every day in your life will be spent skipping down the road, Disney music playing in the background, birds singing, all kinds of happiness like that? I really don't think that's necessarily going to happen, right? Now, there's a great talk from Elder Marlon K. Jensen, one of the great historians the church has ever seen. It's called Living After the Manner of Happiness, December 2002, Liahona Magazine. One of the things he says is he focuses on these particular verses that I just went over with you. The same patterns and elements of daily life that enabled Nephi and his people to be happy 560 years before Christ work equally well today. And he goes through and he talks about each one of those things I just brought up. Certain unchanging principles and truths bring happiness to our lives. This subject has been of interest to me for many years because although I'm richly blessed and have every reason to be happy, I sometimes struggle and do not always have the natural inclination towards happiness and a cheerful disposition that some people seem to enjoy. And I felt that too. Sometimes this gets very frustrating because you want to be happy, right? I don't think there's anybody who really desires constant misery in their lives. But as Elder Jensen says here, Look, sometimes we struggle. I doubt that Nephi intended his list of ingredients in a happy society to be exhaustive. There is no formula for guaranteeing happiness every day of our lives. In fact, scripture suggests, and we talked about this last week in 2 Nephi 2, that God did not intend for every day to be entirely happy. There is eternal design and purpose to be seen in suffering, sadness, and adversity. But I invite you to look around and observe people you feel are genuinely happy. I think you will invariably see the principles discussed here at work in their lives. It is my prayer that we may all find this same happiness so that we can live after the manner of happiness. I love these chapters. I love the principles that they teach here. And I love what the Nephites show us here. By doing these things, it can help us be just a little bit more happy in our lives. I'm grateful for that. And I know that it's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.